0: Welcome to the Real Wolf Record Club. My name is Joe and I am your host with me as always is the Real Wolf Record Club panel. I I practiced how I was going to say this intro because my frame of reference for like cool phrases is what my students would have said like four years ago, 20 year olds like four years ago. Um, But this is a banger of an episode. I don't think I've ever said that on this show yet, but this is a banger of an episode. Uh, it is though, it is. I mean, we <laughs> our the guest lava is our... banger.
1: the Lizzo banger. Hey, all <laughs>
0: <That's> right. <it. laughs> our guest, she can hardly contain herself because she knows it's true. We are here talking about a banger of an episode or album with well, you can't call her a with an awesome guest. How about that? That works.
1: <laughs> we, we are I'm talking, what are you gonna say about me?
0: You <laughs> say she's a banger of a guest. There you go. Uh, we are talking about a record tonight that has been called one of the it's called it's actually called the comeback record for one of the great pop artists of all time um to paraphrase one of the major producers and collaborators on that album jermaine dupree how can an artist like this ever have a comeback record uh this record was released in 2005 and you'll see what i mean mr dupree means it went six times platinum in the US, uh, it's been praised as one of the truly great R&B records of all time and features collaborations with just about everybody who who matters in the last two decades. Jermaine Dupri, Kanye West, the Neptune, Swiss Beats, to name a few. Her voice is one of the most instantly recognizable in all of music, which means, of course, you already know who I'm talking about. We're talking about the one, the only Mariah Carey and her 2005 classic, The Emancipation of Mimi. Okay. But, But 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 with us to discuss that record is one of the most respected and hardest working musicians in music today. She's a DJ, collaborator, radio host, singer. I I mean, rapper. I don't know. She's got a lot of titles and she wears them all very well. She's she's someone. If you've heard her verse on the song like I don't know, Batches and Cookies by Lizzo, you know she too has one of the most unique voices in music. She herself has collaborated with everyone from Prince to our good friend Laserbeak, and was once called by lizzo the great love of my life she was a radio host on go 95 in the twin cities and she recently released her new ep the reception she's about to embark on an american tour as the touring dj for lizzo our guest is the wonderful the talent the one the only sophia Harris. welcome to the real wolf record club sophia
1: Hello. That was such a nice introduction.
0: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's easy, though. I mean, people come here and it's like they want to talk about great music, but I'm like, I want to talk about you guys. I want to talk about what you do. And and it's it's so great to have you here. Um, I, with that, I guess I got to start with the heavy stuff, though. Uh, <laughs> anyone who's familiar with your work uh, before we got talking, some of your references. Uh, you are a kid of the 90s. Is that a fair statement? Yes.
1: I was like, just, yeah, um, I was born in 88. <laughs> so I like, I was, I feel like I love when I was born. I love the area I grew up in because I got to grow up to such like powerful women, like Mariah, Tony, mm. Whitney, um, TLC, um, Jay, like SWV, like there's these dope girl groups and dope women, that, like um, Aaliyah, um, that I was just, I feel like I got to grow up understanding like what it was like to, to own your femininity in like a very masculine way too, like. Um, I remember when I first like heard Aaliyah and like they're like, "Oh yeah, Elia's well, someone that all the girls want to be and all the boys want to be with, you know." And just like kind of like that mold. And like I'm like, I love, I love being a tomboy. I've been a tomboy my whole life, but I also love being feminine. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that era had a lot of like mixture in it. But I definitely like was raised by like all those. <laughs> so I'm like I'm actually nerding out. I would, I love this podcast, and I'm so excited to talk about Mariah Carey because. <laughs>
0: Well, we appreciate that, but I mean, I'm I'm going to go a little further. I mean, you you straight up have a song K D J A, which I believe is a straight yeah. reference to Khadija from Living Single.
1: Yes, yeah, because I say Living Single. I'm Khadija. I don't need you to write about me. Yeah, I got to go up to Living Single too, like Queen Latifah. You know, like Queen Latifah, like that. Her Khadija in that show was extremely independent. Like she owned um, Flava. Mm-hmm. She was like the the boss one, and so yeah, I wrote about her.
0: <laughs> and then, I mean, of course, and we were talking before uh, we started recording, but <laughs> if you, anyone's familiar with maybe your singles, the art it's, it's, I don't even <laughs> know if I call it nineties. It is like LA gear eighties. Like it is so awesome. I mean, who, how did that come together for,
1: um, I, so like, so when it, when it comes to like my own solo stuff, um, I like to just incorporate my friends and like uh, help them enhance themselves in a lane that I already see them progressing in. And so when it came to the artwork for, that was specifically with the collaboration with Laser Beacon Bionic. And so because we were kind of like all together, um, I was thinking just, we were just thinking kind of like a universal art instead of like a picture of me or like a picture of yeah. them. And so my friend, Sammy, um, Sammy Figs, he had made my logo and he was just like really into art. And I was like, you should just do these for us. And he was just the main guy and he was the main collaborator for those.
2: Mm.
0: Well, I, and that's, it's, you know, you obviously start talking about collaboration and, and I think that's one of the things that, uh, you keep showing up, you keep showing up in all these places, but, but I'm, I'm always fascinated as a fan of music by those moments in time or those places or those specific points when something, something you have a talent for or an interest in turns from being just a dream to something that's real in the sense that you have a path to do it and you have a way to do it and you could see doing it forever. What was that for you?
1: Oh my goodness, that's like a great question. I, I was just having this conversation of the other day um, with the artists I work with. It's it is so interesting how I got here. <laughs> I don't. I honestly went in with the ink link. I moved to Minneapolis to go to school for music business. I was watching. Um, when I was a junior in high school, like I was I was an athlete my whole life, and I went to school for soccer actually my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I had a full had a scholarship, but I was also three concussions deep, and I had to wear yeah. this like headband, like a padded headband. Um, at that moment to and the doctor was like, "Yeah, one more, you're done." And I was like, "Jesus, what? <laughs> When I was a junior, though, I saw um, Purple Rain, and this movie, Brown Sugar, with Tay Diggs in it. Have you guys seen that movie? I don't know <laughs> <if
2: that's
1: laughs> so I saw them both in the same week, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "I want to be Tay Diggs. I want to discover Prince, and I'm gonna get them mm. to I was like, "I'm gonna be Anar." Like I like knew exactly what I wanted to do. My parents like, were "Like what is what is that even?" And I and and I they just couldn't understand what that was and. And I found a school IPR here in Minneapolis at that mm-hmm. time too, and they're like, music business, like just go, I was like, just today, go play soccer, get your business you know degree, and then like go from there. And so I went my first year. It was a small school in Minneapolis or in Ohio called Urbana,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um and I just remember like, you know, everybody sitting there like, what are we doing? You know, like <laughs> she's like, she's like, I want to be elephant trainer, and I was like, I want to be in the music business, and she's like, let's <laughs> just do it. And, and enough, we actually both did. Like she ended up becoming a, a, a she joined the Ringling Brothers <laughs> and became an elephant trainer and I became who I am. We actually did it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love I love that. I just deposit. You, you, I I heard you say elephant trainer. I'm like, she didn't say elephant trainer. And you're like, oh, no, no. She straight up said elephant trainer.
1: <laughs> straight up. I just did her wedding like two months ago in Denver and she met her husband in the circus and they both were elephant trainers. <laughs> That's to do it.
0: Dreams do come true. God.
1: Yeah. So so like so with that being said, I um my parents like supported me to come here and and start uh going to school at IPR for music business and I graduated and I just ended up I the whole time I've always loved music. I would make mixtapes in high school like like old school like the tapes, you know, what I'm <laughs> saying from the radio. And then also when I got my own computer, I would just burn CDs all the time and like make mixes for my classmates or whatever and sell them. So I've always been like low key like super geeked music nerd i would just sit yeah. and like remember back in the day lyric websites and like um and i would back go to, in the day like, back in the day I'm still, still. <laughs> but i mean like but like you know like in the beginning like when you know when you, you just were able to download music i would always go to lyric websites to find the new song that came out um oh. it, was, it was like it was like, the, it was like the loophole it was like oh cool like az lyrics or like LyricStop.com. they've always had like the newest songs that came out so i could get like that that was my
3: tip oh. and, I don't know. I'm i have always interested visit that website all <laughs>
1: yeah, right it, it'll, it'll it, it's like the most updated new but now you have like you know Spotify and Apple that will get you like the new songs yeah. right, right. Back then, that's what you had to do I also like wrote I would write songs in my head all the time but um, long story short I was doing music when I was in IPR I um, had a producer profits at the time and, and he was the only one that had the patience to let me grow into myself
3: um, mm-hmm. And that was my
1: first record that I put out in 2017 with him, or 2016. That was, like, the first album put out was with Propis. Um, He's my A1 day one. But um, but in the time when I was, like, understanding my voice and understanding who I was, I had one song out called Rest Your Head Up. And, um, and in 2011, I met Lizzo at this, like, uh, the North, the Red Stag Music Festival mm-hmm. in North East, actually, in 2011. And, and she's like, hi, I'm Lizzo. We met for me mutual friends. And, and I didn't know what she did at all. Like, she had just moved here. And we ended up getting drunk that night and bombing <laughs> over Beyonce and karaoke together. we was like buds ever since, you know? And and she came to my house and I was like, I have one song. And she's like, I do music too. And I was like, me too. And I played my one song and, and she's like, I love it. She's like, oh my God, I'll like sing with you. And I was like, cool. And and we were uh, we at a party at my house and I had this one beat from Proface, um that I hadn't written to yet. And her and um, this other artist, Claire Delune were there and they started writing to it. Um, and then I wrote to it and we recorded it in Provost's closet <laughs> his bedroom, <laughs> and, and it was called push it. And I, and what we wanted, we kind of were all like in a similar position of like not really having a platform in Minneapolis yet musically, but we all like had a dream to, to dive into it. Mm-hmm. They were way more experienced than I, but, um, but we all had like a similar goal, you know, and, and. So we put it out and we called it the chalice because we wanted to have like an all female mixtape at the time. Yeah. We, 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 we all were transplants here and we saw like so many amazing women but none of them were actually working together. You know, mm-hmm. And like well, if we could like curate this mixtape and have all the women together, we'll call it chalice. But we put out the first song, push it. We just called it the chalice and the current picked it up right away and started mm. playing it. And then they asked us to um, come in for a live studio performance of it. And so we had to make two new songs to even abide to it because we didn't, we hadn't done it yet. Wow. So, and then we're like, we're in this interview and they're like, oh, when was your album going to come out? And Claire's like, in the fall. And it's like, <laughs> <we're> like, <"What? laughs> like we didn't talk about that yet. You know, like we're, so we had to force ourselves to go in the studio and make an album by the fall mm-hmm. for the EP. So basically that whole thing was like a snowball effect. We were catching up to ourselves the entire time. We had not, we did not expect to be a group at all. Mm-hmm. So... I'm saying this story because that has been my, my whole artistic career. It's been, it's been been saying yes. And like throwing myself in these positions that I, I probably was not at all prepared for. And (laughs) I was always around these like masters of the craft and my, in my eyes, you know, like the two amazing like vocalists that I got to be around and learn how to use my voice, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and then that, that transcended as a girl party. Um, and then I got to like wrap my ass off with these two amazing rappers too. And and Lizzo and I were always like the constant in each of these
2: shifts. Yeah.
1: Um, and and then when Girl Party started, Lizzo had just put out Lizzo Bangers and I was, which had Batches and hookies on it, which was her lead single. Um, and she got the offer to go on tour of her own. And she like looks at me and she's like, you have to come with me. And she's like, just be my DJ. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and, yes <laughs> and because he needed me so i was just i just started off with a little laptop and i just pressed spacebar you know on itunes and i was always i always wrapped batches and cooks with her every night and hyped mm. her um but i was just thrown in there and i had to learn as i went and oh um, yeah, my god that was and now I'm here
2: yeah
0: <laughs> well you know and i have it <laughs> And I, and I love that. I mean, because you, you, you talked about that process of saying yes, even, you know, maybe not being feeling prepared for it. And and I've always thought of it similarly as kind of showing up, being present, um, you're being engaged, doing what you say you will volunteering. I I mean, is it just a matter of that's something you felt innately that this is what I should do? Or is it a courage thing? Or how did that become a defining characteristic of, of what you got you here?
1: It was, I mean, it was just what I loved doing, but I just, I happened to have like the resources. I, I just had the sign. It was almost like the universe was like doing, and, and it does take overcoming fear. Um, mm-hmm. And I think at the time I'd gone through something that just like kind of eliminated fear completely. You know, I just was in a very, like, a kind of a re, I don't want to say reincarnation, but I felt like a lot of like my filters kind of burned down and I like saw things in a way of like being fearless. Mm-hmm. And, and I was able to truly become an artist from that way I just wasn't scared anymore and I think a lot of like artists the, the thing in our head it's it's when I talk about being an artist I, I just know the stronger you are as an artist is the more fear you let go mm-hmm. um and the more you just allow yourself to be in tune and connected you know and it took a lot of <laughs> a lot of making mistakes in front of a lot of people <laughs> you know <laughs> um or just or just being like so vulnerable and like big just Way I, it's like I feel like I skipped baby steps. I just kind of got thrown in there.
0: Had to um, trial by fire, right?
1: Yeah, and and it it humbles you. There's a lot of ego deaths involved. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I feel so blessed, and and I feel like I was just forced in. I I was thrown in, and and I allowed myself to accept that. You know, mm-hmm. I, I allowed myself to accept the blessing of like being in these opportunities and just not being afraid. And I see these people that are just working their ass off all the time and they just haven't made that big break and mm-hmm. and I and, and I look at myself like I just it just happened you know but but I know the credit I can give myself is that I didn't I wasn't scared mm-hmm. and allowed myself to jump in and I did a lot of myself That's opportunities I could because I could have easily been like no I don't know, no, <laughs> don't know. I somebody else but oh, I did. Yeah. What's, you know? I
0: mean, and you talk about that, you know, you've mentioned, you know, saying yes and being present and and looking for those opportunities, but I mean, what's, I don't want to gender or or give it too many overtones, but I mean, what's, what's the thing that people who are, you described a situation where you Lizzo and Claire were, there weren't a lot of female collaborations. There weren't a lot of opportunities, but you mm-hmm. somehow broke through. What's something that a scene or a community can do to open those opportunities? I mean, you talk about helping new artists. What's something that, yeah. that you would have loved to have held that would have made this easier?
1: Yeah, I think that um, that's something I think about all the time. Like, I mean, that's, that's what I try to do at least. I think that the, the people that went through it themselves are the ones that should be creating those outlets. Like, um, one of my best friends here, like, he's created created collaboration, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Because she is a woman who is a DJ. Um, which is m- very male dominated. Um, I'm a rapper, DJ, which, high all of <laughs> them. So right. um, I think we both try every every woman and and they, them, non-binary person that I know that has been in the realm of this industry. I could see them all doing things to try to help make more paths and lanes for right. us. And and you can kind of see it too, like um, even outside of Minneapolis and myself, like. In the broad spectrum, I think women in hip hop are the most forefront that they've been in. Ever.
2: Yeah.
1: Um they are like the leaders at the moment, and it's really amazing to see. I think the people that will create those paths are the ones that that did experience that turbulence, you know. And, and that's all I want to do. Like one day, like like I want to own a venue here one day, and I want mm-hmm. and I want it to be not only just a venue, but a resource for for the youth and and people like myself uh, to be able to like learn how to do lighting production. Sound like in these venues, than any roles that I don't see a lot of women in or people of color in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I want to have seminars there at, during the day and then at night, be like a full venue. But um, that will be like in the future. It's gonna take a while to to, to build that yeah. like ultimate dream. But um, but I it it's just taking time and and I think once you get to a point of stability and having as the experience that I've gotten blessed to have. All you want to do is share it. All you want to do is share it. And I was like, "Use me! I will." Like, I want to talk to you about how to do this. You know, because because yeah. it's it, it's like it's like your cup that's full, and you just want to like share it. Right. It's, it makes that, that's what legacy is, you know, and and that's what makes it amazing. Like, if you get to have all these experiences by not you want to like help someone else have them.
0: Right. Well, and <laughs> I think the hard answer and all that too, though, is, you know, kind of what you're saying. It sounds like is there, there's no there's no real hack to it. There's, there's some of it is experiencing that discomfort, embracing it, kind of leaning into it, knowing, I mean, I heard stories about, it might've even been like Eddie Vedder or something who had stage fright to the point where his first few shows, he wore like painted goggles on his head. I'm like, looking back, that was probably the worst thing you could do. Like, you got to just lean into that anxiety, that discomfort, know that it's going to be tough, but that people are going to support you and help you get through it.
1: I have a good friend of mine that creates the most beautiful music. And mean, he's very. I don't want to like drop him because it's like a kind of person's detail. but he had to, he had a, a lot of anxiety performing these songs because of how vulnerable these songs are, you know? And like every artist is different. And like, you have the ones that are just like spilling their guts. And, and when it gets to the point of like, Oh my God, I'm going to world tour and I have to do this every night. It's a lot, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, and I can only imagine like, I don't, my songs are just fun. And like Lizzo too, like I remember her and I were talking, like, she's like, i'm gonna sing a song every night she's like i'm trying to like feel good after you know she's like i don't want to be sad every night after i do my songs and and i and i feel like it's i'm like thank god like the woman i'm the person i'm DJing for makes me happy when i hear that i'm like i feel like a bad bitch every time i'm done with this but thank god it could go it could go left or right there you yeah. know like, I, don't, I don't think i would do it unless i could feel that way every yeah. night like, but that's what she chose, and I feel like she's became the most amazing woman that she is now because she got to recite those like mantras.
2: because
1: yeah. well, words are so powerful. You, know? you
0: you mentioned you're about to obviously embark on a fall tour performing with Lizzo, um, your good friend. I mean, <laughs> to, to your point, w- when you're part of a production as grand as that with a performer as I mean, is there a bigger bigger name, bigger pop star than Lizzo right now? I mean, h- how do you, how do you prepare? <laughs> uh, what do you look forward to? What scares you? I mean, what's it's it's got to be so many things going on at once.
1: Oh my God! I like uh, we've I think we're going on like a tenth year now. I would say touring. I'm trying to like remember. I feel like I like have to remember that we had like two year pause, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, whatever years like I think we're on ten years now. But but the growth like like I said, we just started. I had my little laptop and Spacebar. We had little Toyota Corolla. It's wow. rolling around together, and then and then it started growing and growing and growing until like you know now we have like three tour buses. And I don't even know how many we're not now. It's our this is an arena tour now. Mm. Um, yeah. So and we have like I don't even know. All I know is I'm gonna get to rehearse and I'm gonna see everything. But we've never done an arena tour before. I know I'm so excited. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but but I will say though, like but in the midst of that growth, like it took a lot of we. I mean, like I said, I made a lot of mistakes. We both we made mistakes from a lot of people. Like sometimes like my computer just shut down. Like um <laughs> like like the rig stopped working. There's just oh my god. Like anything you can name, like. But but I've learned we both learned all the lessons from it. Like she can finagle at out of anything now, and I just like don't freak out. And I just like look at her, and she knows what's up. Boom, I'll, I'll put ah, it back together, and it will come back. To me. Like it's just it's just we probably gone have gone through everything you can imagine that was like ah <laughs> oh, you know. But but we got through it, and 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 every time something bad happens, you learn something from it. Uh, I just read um, something that Beyonce's dad said because like you know he was like had her like running in heels at 12, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. singing. Like, he, he would make them practice failure. He would make them, like, he would mm-hmm. shut the lights off, he would shut the music off, and he would make them practice failure. And I thought that was really interesting and really amazing. I think that's a really good yeah. thing to do if you are training in any way. Like, what's going to happen? What are you going to do with the music sets off? What are you going to do with the mic stops? What are you going to do? What Like, how are you going to handle it? Um, right. I think that really separates the good from the great. Awesome. Yeah.
0: What's a moment that you prefer to forget, but you're going to share with us that's happened to you, yourself, Lizzo, anyone you perform with live in your Ooh. career?
1: The one that's the most prominent that this is <laughs> when we went from a van to three tour buses was right here. It was Coachella. It was Coachella um, 2019. Yeah. Coachella 2019. It was when Truth Church was like climbing up the charts. We had got also, we had a music. We had a music director, and like he was. That's when I I switched from controller to Ableton actually, because the lights were now programmed in Ableton, and so I had like a new MIDI controller, and I would just each button was connected to like a whole session. And the session that they built in my computer, they would just take my computer away, and I got I didn't get it back to the day of the show, and I'm like, and even the rehearsal day before, I'm like, dude, where's my computer? He's like, oh, oh, you got fired. Oh. But um, anyway, <laughs> I, get, I get my computer. This is week one of Coachella. Finally, get my computer and I'm like testing the tracks and they seem like they're fine. I was like, all right, we're, we're Gucci. Go up, play play a song. It stops. Like, all of a sudden, the, 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 the sound stops, but the file is still going. And I'm mm. what do I do? And the dancers, we had been rehearsing for this for a month mind you. Oh, no. And the dance, everyone's still going, you know, the dancers won't stop, no one's stopping. And then all of a sudden it pops back in. And so no <laughs> one, can beat. and like, it's like, almost like, it sounds like I was doing this on purpose. It happened like <laughs> seven times throughout the set. The sound just drops, but the file is going. So I'm like, I'm not going to touch it, you know? Cause I see it still going. And then it just, comes. <laughs> and it was just like, oh, but, but we felt amazing after because we like overcame the craziest obstacles the entire time. And I'm just like, and she's looking at me, I'm like, just keep going. And then it pops back in. So that was like, ended up to be out of the nightmare that we experienced, honestly. and up it's the most talked about performance because, of, because of, of us getting through that. Like, they're like, even through the sound, they didn't miss a beat. They didn't miss a beat, they didn't miss a note. It just <laughs> because of how much we really had rehearsed it. And if we had rehearsed that part, oh my God, you know? That's like uh, the
0: best place for that to happen, Coachella. Where like
1: it was packed, it was <laughs> packed because she was like the one most talks about acts of like that time because she was like mm-hmm. yeah. going nuts at the time. So it was like at least forty or fifty thousand people. I feel like were it oh was just and, and it's just dropping like no sound, no sound, no sound. <laughs> but she's singing it, everyone's dancing through it. But basically, yeah, I got fired. Uh, the next the next week, it was just Dandy but yeah that was terrifying but we didn't freak out you know and it, I, I just I think back to that moment like if i freaked out and stopped it we would have fucked
0: mm-hmm. i just i can oh, picture man. like pitchfork like some writer <laughs> like writing like and the standout of this all was dj sophia Ares, who became an anti-dj just stopped the music and they still performed and crushed it like, yeah <laughs> so I <did> intentional not,
1: <laughs> i think if i would have stopped that they would have, oh my god Uh, but I was like I'll just it was that's 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 the kind of that's the kind of pressure that you have to (laughs) go through like that's those are the kind of things that we've gone through uh,
2: um
1: but it but it's always been a triumph because she can oh my god she's when I see her now like just in interviews or like obviously I see her perform all the time but She's like a masterclass to watch. She's, mm-hmm. a, she's a pro. Like in, 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 every, in every realm as an entertainer, she is a fucking entertainer.
0: Let's talk about the reception because you, I mean, I, 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 people look through, if they look up your music on Spotify or wherever you get your music from, you've got just this constant stream of music that's out there. And it's, I mean, that stuff we talked about personally, Feel the Burn and all, I mean, it was so good. It's stuff that I'm sitting, I'm like, I can totally dance to this run to this exercise whatever it is like it's so good so tell me about the reception that's I think that's your newest release right
1: yeah the reception came out we put out on Valentine's Day um because it's a love album so like so when 2020 happened and like we were stuck here I remember like I I was just trying to be ha- I just wanted to find happiness in some way and like one of my dreams I was always I was wanting to do like a love duet 80s album and, um, and, I, and I, there's a studio that I now rent from, it's like amazing, it's Mid-City Studios um, in Uptown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's owned by Aaron Baum and Brock, who are just amazing men. And, and that became my home for a while because it was the only place I was open to record in um, or that they allowed me to come into.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had to do a current, something for The Current. And, and um, my videographer that taped it, his name's Casey and who I'd met a long time ago that has a voice of an angel. And like, he's the guy I'm singing with, right? Mm. And Aaron, Aaron Baum, the owner is is the producer of the song. So basically like, so Casey's videotaping me doing this performance and then we go away and we're like, let's just like jam out or whatever. And I, I'm like, oh my God, you have the voice. And Aaron's <laughs> making the 80s beat. It was like, I was like, oh my God, we, gotta, we should do, we made one song together, like in two hours from the ground up wow. and then was someone like me. And like oh, I wanna know it's an asshole. Yeah. That was the first song we made in two hours from the ground up, and we're like, this is awesome. Let's just keep doing this. So like we spent like the next like two months just together, like every day, and just made a song like every day, like just from the ground up, and it was just so easy. And you could felt you could feel like that we just liked each other, you know, like we yeah. all just got along so great, and you could just feel the magic in it, and it was just easy. And it was it was so easy to point like because like that was like my my tribe I would feel like that year to where we were like outside again and I'm um, collaborating with other people and they're like slow <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like I'm like oh my god am I moving too fast like I'm like, <laughs> like all right I'm done and uh, and I realized like I was like I've been spoiled by these two men that are like yeah. so quick and we're just like in a zone so easily and I had to like check myself like Lauren like not everybody is them you know. <laughs> <laughs> but but um but um yeah but that's so that that's how that came about. We just agreed like we're gonna make love, 80s oh. like, We would we would just kind of prep every session. Like we listened to just old like that song. Um, I remember one that song. King of wishful thinking. Oh be- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we things like that. And like every every session, we would just prep. We would like warm up, and then like we would just go in and just create it from the ground up. And it was just ah. I love that project. And we actually made the divorce. So the reception is um six love songs, and the divorce is seven breakup songs. Because so while we're making the reception, right, like we'd already kind of got done with like the gist of it. I started dating this guy because I feel like those love songs manifested me. I was like, oh, it's a guy. I, I like, you know, I like the song goes, this It's place. finally like, happening. I like, that you know, <laughs> and 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 like I'm dating it like within a month, and I'm like, I don't know. And so we started making breakup songs. <laughs> I was like, um, I'm like, I'm like, he me. No, 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 no. And then so we start making these breakup songs. I i up making a divorce while I date this guy, and then I end up breaking up with him after. But it was great news. i love that so so the divorce is coming next and like after like so after the divorce is out so we'll have we want that's we want to put the vinyl out so like it's Mm. the group is reception side a is reception side b is divorce Mm. it's six love songs six breakup songs
0: and when is that because you got to give us you got to give us
2: something to look forward to hopefully
1: hopefully i don't know it seems casey's actually right now he's he's shooting my video right now actually um (laughs) hopefully uh maybe like this week maybe we can like tie it up i would i would imagine in the winter honestly the next project that i'm doing for now it's called um it's with uh, my friend mark who goes by maker he was like in Mm. marijuana squads and he's in like he didn't know nona he's a he's amazing producer also like a family member of mid-city um and i made an album called maker and heiress and so it's an EP. It's so fun. I love it so much. So, um, but this one has features on it from rappers that I just have wanted to like help boost. And so they're all up. Ah. And so, yeah, man, it's, it is, it has
0: gotta be but for the person in, in the middle of it, yeah. because as a fan of music and a fan of your music, um, I, it's endlessly hope inducing
2: <laughs> about
0: Aww. the human condition to hear people who Fall in love with one another in the the most creative senses and say, I just love being with people. I mean, our friend Laserbeak, he's on here. He says so, so many, he's like, just be present, say yes, talk to people, you know, vibe out with them. Like, and I just absolutely love that ethic because it yeah. just tells so much in everything you
2: do.
1: At this point, I don't care. Like, I really, I've never really cared about who you are or what you've done. I've only cared if I vibe with you or not. Because all I know is you could hear it. Like, you could hear it in the song that people don't vibe. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's friends of mine, have like, they play me, like, their demos. And I was, like, just you guys have a good day that day in the studio? I could, like, <laughs> hear it. You could just, I could, you could feel, it's, I feel like music is magic, you know? And yeah. I feel like, you could tell if, if something was amazing happening in that day. And then you can kind of tell if it's forced, you know? Yeah. And so, I don't, at this point, I don't need to, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not an artist to gain something i want i want to make art because it's what i'm going to do every day till i die you know
2: mm-hmm.
1: so if i'm going to do it i'm going to do it with people like i like and i admire or that inspire me um and that's like that's the best advice i could give anybody honestly like don't, yeah. don't try to just reach up to the top just to get you're gonna pay that like what like you're gonna pay that feature for however much but like what's what's comes after that then
2: did
1: mm-hmm. you, know, you build your foundation it's a, it's like a pyramid like if you build with people that you love, it's like you're you're solid and you can keep building and building together. But if you were like starting here and you like reached up and just spent like G's on a feature that someone that didn't even know you or cared, right? you're just going to drop right back down all the way here. But if you're building with a tribe and then you fall, you still this whole base right here, you know?
0: Mm. Building but, with the tribe. I love that. I love yeah.
1: that. I just, uh, I just, sounds yeah. like an album just, title right there. <laughs> I, I just want to have fun when I make music. If I'm having fun, I've stopped sessions. I'm like, this is done. I'm not having fun no more. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't want to uh, do more.
0: <laughs> well, we've, we're obviously obviously waiting uh, anxiously, patiently, but very, very excited for the divorce.
1: <laughs> the oh, reception
0: God. followed Was by the divorce.
1: That reception? You
0: liked it? I yeah, loved it. Loved it. And I, we're so excited to see the other half of that. Um, it's so fun. Speaking of fun. Speaking of fun, (laughs) now is the time in the interview when we- Is it fun o'clock?
1: Is it time? (laughs) It's
0: fun o'clock. We should change this segment to fun Uh, (laughs) o'clock. Instead of fun o'clock, we like to call it a little thing called Ched Talk. Ched Talk, of course, is our fun
2: fun o'clock. that's another fun right
0: (laughs) yes yes that is another one of the myths of who or what ched is uh it's time for ched talk our rapid fire question and answer round here on the real wolf record club sophia aris are you ready for ched talk yes
1: i am let's
0: go ched question one not many people may know this but in addition to being a performer dj musician talented artist you are also a secret soccer talent because I'm also a big sports fan. What is your greatest memory on the soccer field?
1: I went to, I actually went to two high- different schools. I went to uh, Carroll High School um, my freshman year. Um, and it was like, a, I went to private schools pretty much my whole life. And this this it, had the best soccer program, but I, I found out like the teachers were racist actually. Mm. And so I was like, mom, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm not coming here. And so I went to the public school in my area called Wayne and this soccer team sucked. Like it it was like a gamble for me. I was like, all right, it's kind of worth, I'd rather just do that and see what happens than like stay in this school. So I transferred my sophomore year to Wayne. We go to regionals and and we just kick ass like that year when I got there, it was just amazing. And so my favorite moment, I think, when I think about soccer was we were on the road it was it was right before regionals and like it were in a overtime and my I played forward at the time I played forward and I played I was really fast and really aggressive that was awesome. <laughs> And so like I would have to be they have me in striker mode or they have me in defense depending on how fast their forward was you know so so I'm like so we're making a play like Stacey's running down her him Stacey, she's running down she kicks it up in the air and I do a diving header. In. <gasps> Done and that's oh. the most insane, insane moment ever. And like, well, when we go to regionals,
2: uh
0: and you know what? Here, that's I'm, awesome. Full I disclosure: <laughs> I, I am such a sucker. Like, you've told such great stories, and I loved hearing all about the stuff you're doing. And to me, I'm like, yeah. that that was the story I liked the most so far.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: And you live them over and over. Ben and I went to law school together and uh, not many people. Oh, you went to
1: law school? You're a lawyer?
0: Yeah, yeah, Ben. Yeah, Ben and (laughs) and I played uh, in the uh, law school hockey league and Ben once scored four goals to beat our rival law school. Uh, It was epic. And I still to this day, I'm like, that was such a good game. (laughs) You
1: know what's funny about hockey? i hate playing hockey i like hate it so much it's like the one sport where i'm like i hate this sport. but 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 like in my in my soccer coach when i when i transferred to wayne he was he had never coached soccer before he was a hockey coach and i was like what is happening here but, but i realized <laughs> there Ted Lasso. Is, there's a lot of similarity hockey and soccer actually mm-hmm. there's many similarities except like you know like like We get red carded if we mess someone up with a stick and you guys can just go on a timeout for 10 minutes and come out. Like, just fight, yeah. I'm like kicked out the game and they're just like coming right back in in 10, 10 minutes. So, oh, okay. I yeah.
0: love that. All right, uh, question two.
1: Weapons. <laughs> right.
0: feet. Uh, 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 okay. we- question two here. Uh, chat Talk with our good friends at the airs. Uh, the Mimi in The Emancipation of Mimi refers to Mariah Carey's nickname used by her closest friends and family. Yes. What is a nickname your friends and family call you?
1: Oh, okay. So there's two I can think of. So like my mom's side of the family, my mom has eight brothers and sisters. Um, I, I'm very, very clumsy, but I've gotten really good at it. But I'm like, I'm a really, I'm like a ninja. Like I'm so used to like making a mistake. I can just go... Like if a, if a cup fell right now, I could be like boom, you know. Got it. But but my family on that side, they call me Grace. They've been calling me Grace since I was like. A kid. <laughs> oh. <Dope. laughs> just Grace. trolling you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I've been told my whole life I can get take anything. I've been embarrassed forever, so now nothing gets me anymore. That's probably why. I, that's why I was so used to be the artist. Actually, I was just used to everything. <laughs>
0: just <laughs> roll with it grace has got that, this that's
1: probably worth it that's probably part of it um so grace is is what i was called to this day um and lizzo calls me lorenzo my name, <laughs> my name like my artist name is Sophie Ayres. yes but my, my actual name is lauren and the reason why i didn't go by lauren is because there's already a lauren hill that sings and raps and i was mm-hmm. like what am i even yeah i'm gonna be kanye and i'm gonna be a rapper like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, so Sophia Ares is uh, the name that I, I was a nerd about Greek mythology when I was in high school, and Sophia Ares is a goddess of wisdom. Ooh. Or no, I'm sorry, Sophia is a goddess of wisdom, and Ares is a goddess of strife. Hmm. And um, I think the two together, like I think having wisdom comes from going through hard things. So
0: mm. I amazing. I don't want to I don't want to walk all over that because that is such a cool part of your artist being that I didn't know. Um you said Lizzo calls you Lorenzo.
1: Lorenzo. Uh, <laughs> what,
0: what do you call Lizzo?
1: Lizzo. What does anyone call Lizzo? Know, like, like Lizzo, like on a, on the phone, she's like a has a bunch of exclamation points and zero. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, because like she knows she introduced herself herself to me as Lizzo. So I've always just called her Lizzo. Lizzo. Like I don't know. Um sometimes I'll put a British accent on it sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but, but for Lorenzo um, and, and yeah my mom's fine. I'm Grace so mm,
0: love that question three here on TED talk who is your favorite pop star of all time
1: I mean like isn't it like it can be anybody Mariah um well it could be Mariah well, okay like, let me let me think about this can I say I love pop music yeah I, like, I love I love what makes something pop like mm-hmm. we, I've had conversations about like what is pop because pop is kind of ever-changing you know and mm-hmm. and I think there is I think Max Martin is a really good like premises of pop mm-hmm. uh, Spice Girls can I say Spice Girls
2: yeah.
1: oh. <laughs> I had to show you what I got today look I'm just going to say Spice Girls.
0: Does that count? Can I say that? You can say Spice. This is a safe space. You can say Spice Girls. Spice
1: Girls all day. I'm going to say Spice Girls. Okay.
0: So this is what I got today. Oh, nice. (laughs) And our listeners can't hear us because this is an audio-only podcast. She is holding up the baddest, like, mid-90s Spice Girl tea.
1: And it has all their names on the back. Oh, it does.
0: Oh. Oh,
1: Oh, my God. Yes. Is that
0: going to be on? Tour? Yes,
1: no, I'm having I'm definitely wearing it as one of the looks for the videos for sure. I was ah. like, oh, you guys got it today. I was freaked out.
0: So Spice yes. Girls is Spice
1: Girls forever.
0: Pop girl power of all time. Um, question four here on Ched Talk. Yes. Best collaboration. Gin and um, tonic. Chocolate and peanut butter. It's a three part choice. Uh, uh, gin and tonic, chocolate and peanut butter or a Como Joe, otherwise known as Skittles and Doritos.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a real thing I made up.
1: Chocolate and peanut butter. Reese's. Chocolate. Yeah. Reese's actually like, honestly, I don't really have a sweet tooth anymore. I used to, I used to, my grandma got me a big chocolate bar. That was like the size of me when I was like 10 <laughs> and, <laughs> for Christmas. And I have three little brothers. I'm are three brothers. And I remember coming out and I remember being like, don't touch my chocolate. Do not touch my chocolate ball. You know, because they would just, my little brother would just eat everything. Yeah. And my parents would let me keep it in my room because they were like, you're just going to eat it all in one night and just pass out. <laughs> um. So they made me keep it in the pantry. And I remember coming home from basketball practice and I go in to get the chocolate and it's like, almost, it's like halfway gone. And I was like, I swear to God. And I was like, who? Cool. <laughs> I like freaked out. I was like, I don't eat your presents. I was like, I don't eat your shirts. I, like, oh, I don't eat your truck. And I was just like, really? But um, but no, but chocolate and Reese's cups were my favorites back in the day. But mm. now I don't really like crave it anymore. It's weird. I think I just overdid it.
0: I was kind of hoping <laughs> I was kind of hoping that'd be like a, a viral moment. Be like, we heard about this thing on this podcast, Skittles and Doritos. You should try it. And then people be no. No. No, I'm
1: not, I'm not contributing to that.
0: You know, it is disgusting, you're right? Um, all right, last question here on Shed Talk with our good friend, Sophia Uh Sophia, who's got the boom? Me. <laughs> Perfect. Ah, that is a reference to a great, great track by Sophia. That was a
1: banger I mean, earlier. That means I have the
0: boom. Boom. We love it. And that was Ched Talk here on the Real Wolf Record Club with our very good friend, Sophia Aris. We're going to take a very quick break and we're going to come back and talk about that album, The Emancipation of Mimi by Mariah Carey. This is the Real Wolf Record Club. Welcome back to the Real Wolf Record Club. We're here talking with a good friend, Sophia Aris, about uh, all things uh, music and otherwise and her story, but also about to talk about one of the great, great records of the, I think it's the OTS. I think it's it's 2005, so that would be Otts 5,
1: technically. The OTS, The
0: That's <laughs> old man speak for 2005. Because you say like the teens, or you said the 90s or the 80s. I think it's the Otts. I've
1: never it. heard that, but got it.
0: Yeah, yeah. well, you you'll remember. It's but, almost yeah. like
1: ass, but it's like.
0: Ass. <laughs> like okay, that, I that dude it. was such a nerd for knowing that, uh, but but it is uh, the emancipation of Mimi. I mean, it's. I, I agree with Mister Dupree. I mean, how, it goes six times platinum, after an album that went many times platinum. I think that was Charm Bracelet. Uh, we belong I mean, together. One yeah. diamond. Right? Diamond. How, how how is that a comeback album? But it's somehow people looked at it as. She Let me tell too.
1: you why. <laughs> <laughs> why well,
0: was it a comeback album? Tell me why.
1: Okay. Um, in the career of Mariah Carey, right? So you have, you know, uh, you have like Vision of Love, you have like, you know, Music Box. Um, I can't even like list all of them. All I know is I got to this point where like it's Rainbow mm-hmm. and like, Charm Bracelet. Rainbow mm-hmm. had Heartbreaker. Yep. Charm bracelet. I don't even like remember the single off charm bracelet. It just was kind of going like this. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't popping anymore. Cause, and then glitter came out. It was just kind of like, it was, there was a lull going on. And all of a sudden by the grace of God, Jermaine Dupree is like, you are resurrected. And like (laughs) (laughs) emancipation comes out and like, and it just, it was, it was awesome. And I remember, I remember that weekend specifically because it was my birthday weekend. Mm. I had a soccer tournament that weekend and it was my birthday on Saturday. And we listened to the album on the way Mm. like it was, it was like an hour away Cincinnati or whatever and I was like wow she's back I was just so excited <laughs> and then and now like just stepping back like that album literally brought her back to life and Jermaine Dupri just resurrected her yeah like, what is you
0: know, what I mean you've obviously have a long history with it and one of the things we always like to do is talk about kind of the the things that you immediately grabbed towards and you said there are albums of hers that didn't have something that was memorable what was your favorite track on this album
1: Okay. Ooh, that's. Like,
0: <laughs> you have to pick one.
1: Dang it! I think the one I like played at the time because I think I was going through like um. It was like, circle running around in circles over you ever and that that one and like us we will belong together which was is so good.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, I just remember like so people don't know like where i like. Mariah obviously works with writers, but she also has written so much of her stuff herself.
2: Right.
1: Like, shake it off, and she's like, <laughs> The Calgon, the Calgon line. Like, a Calgon commercial gotta get up go somewhere. <laughs> like, What are you saying? Like, you know,
0: Just like the Calgon commercial,
1: I really up. gotta get, get up it. out of go here.
2: Somewhere. <laughs> <You> go somewhere.
0: <laughs> so, I mean, if you buzz that in right now, you said, i have to pay the night
1: nine- oh say then okay Three. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i mean to your point there there's so much and I, I one thing i found was so interesting is there's there's a song with nelly's on here and it every each okay. song the producers pulled in right they pulled in the sound that would <laughs> mix best with you know so gin and tonic chocolate peanut butter skittles and doritos they, they mixed they're like this is the song where you're going to hear snoop this is a song where you're going to hear but Throughout it all is that consistent Mariah. It's <laughs> just it's something really powerful.
1: I wish there were still groups. Groups don't even happen anymore like that, unfortunately. <laughs> they don't want to invest in it no more. Says like, one
0: of the most oh. active collaborators in music. I love that.
1: I know I just, but but <laughs> but no Mariah is this. Like, you know? Do you know I have a Mariah Carey drop? Mm. I I have I like interviewed Mariah Carey on the phone. when I was in the station and Augie didn't want to do it. I was like, are you? I was like, I swear to God, I would reach over this How thing. How did and you
0: keep out. it together?
1: <laughs> no, we like we interviewed her at like six thirty in the morning, and I was like, "Can I please have a job from you?" I was just freaking out. But we were only la- allowed to ask her certain questions because she was promoting a, a record. Yeah, it was like the new one with the Ig with YG on it. YG is another rapper. She's clad with I if you could go down the list of rappers that she's had, it's probably every single one. You yeah, have. um, but but um. But it's like, hey, it's like, hey, this is Mobaya. I want my girl Sophia. And ah! really, I was like, I have that this
0: oh, oh, make it your ringtone. Love it. Um yeah. <laughs> Hannah, uh, what is your favorite song in the album?
3: Oh, so mine is <laughs> it's the first track. It's like that. Um yep. That's there was so many songs, not so many but like a number of songs on here like at first I was like I don't know how well I know this album and I started listening to it and I was like oh this song's on that album this is on that album I was like oh my yeah. gosh and so like it just is like a very much a throwback yeah. for me like it's conjuring all kinds of like images from 2005 like yep. my baby pink BCBG velvety tracksuit that I own. <laughs> <laughs> other other we style choices that, that, that I don't I remember care to admit. Too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, oh, man. Like, so this, like that song, like... I don't know it just that was like super nostalgic for me and i was like man I'm like i haven't listened to this song in a long time and it just i couldn't i couldn't get off it it just stuck so that one's still my favorite
1: yeah. I, <laughs> I think. So that, like, a romance, I think.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh ben what was your favorite track on this record i went back and in and, and pulled out my velvety tracksuit that i own no <laughs> just kidding uh but i i i i, I Definitely couldn't get past the first track either without staking the claim as the favorite. That's just got such a good beat. And it's got just that classic two thousands pop sound. And it just, Mm. yeah, it definitely evoked a bunch of memories for me. I, I, I struggled, uh, you know, I'll do, do my back to back here.
0: It was, it was back and forth between two songs and it was not, it's like that. Uh, it was, the, the song—it's just—it's almost like an old soul testify song, like our R and B soul "Mine Again," where you get yeah. that, yeah, that little, the little
1: keyboard. Oh, yes. just speaking
0: to you, and I—I I just absolutely. the to... song of the decade.
1: It's I think that's so good.
0: so good. And and the other one was—and this one I think I'm going to go to is my favorite—is "Your Girl,"
1: mm-hmm. because I said be "Your
2: Girl."
0: <laughs> that chorus it almost reminds me of uh in one of the last episodes of the real wolf record club we talk about a luther vandros record and i just hear i'm like this is a this is she is soaring in this chorus like it is just so
1: it's pumping in that one yeah Ah, oh, so good so, that's a discomfort song
0: <laughs> i think i think my favorite was your girl but but i mean touching on that you know one of the other things we like to look at is her favorite moment and for me it's got to be the keyboards on mine again it just hooks oh, me every time
1: yes Boom. yeah so
0: good and i mean obviously sophia i'm gathering you you love this album. What's a yeah. moment if it wasn't your favorite song that you would pick out and say this defines it or this is something I love about this album?
1: Going back actually to my favorite song, and I know this is this is cliche because it was the biggest song, but We belong Together was epic. Okay. Yeah.
3: Oh so god. It's um, such a ballad.
1: But stay the night was so fly to me. Stay the night. Dun, dun, dun. It's just like, oh so I'm a, I'm a sucker for melodies, yeah. you know. So love. I think I love I "Say the Night" is number two. Oof. Oof. Um, but like, but the moment, but when you talk about the moments, so like the memorable moments, um, one and only, the thing I love about Mariah, I always I always said I wish that Mariah and Bone Thugs, maybe this will happen one day. I wish Mariah and Bone Thugs made an EP. But Mariah is rapping a lot. If you mm-hmm. don't, it's like. Hey, well that is rap Beyonce is the same thing and people like really call it out but Mariah is a rapper okay right and like and that like Bone and Only like just coming in like she's rapping with Twista the Mm -hmm. fastest rapper like out here and like and that's when you hear that like breakdown in their past album with Bone Thugs. she's like rap she's rapping like these rappers Mm -hmm. but One and Only is is I love that one song I, I, I love One and Only but I just love I love her flex and like Mariah is one of the most challenging um vocalists to uh, emulate because no two bars are ever the same. Right. it's just up and down it she makes it so hard to re-sing her.
0: Yeah. Hannah what favorite moment on the record?
1: What I really
3: love about this album is that like it just if the whole album feels like a moment for Mariah. Um she has stayed so like even though like her albums like tend to have like a little bit of like a different feel like they've still managed to stay like so like true to her style and sound yeah she like definitely has like a signature about her and even though like it does have like a there well not even the whole album like there are some parts of the album that have like that very like kind of like 2005-ish like sound to it but then there are some songs on that album where it's like i can't almost like i could not like almost like place where it is because like some of like, her sound, again.
1: Like, mine it's, again.
3: it's so timeless like mm-hmm. it just like she has a sound that like doesn't sound dated. Um, and because like this is a comeback album for her, I just felt like the album as a whole is like a favorite moment, like career moment.
1: Can we just take a moment and like cheers JD for just doing that? <laughs> he resurrected Mariah, man. I uh-huh. like him. Jermaine Dupree. And that yeah. and that same year he also made confessions with Usher and that went diamond too. Oh two like
0: I remember oh, where I, I was when you I say know, Usher, I'm like, time. I know where I was when that yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry.
4: But, uh, ben, yeah. Ben, your favorite moment on the the album? I'm going like literally the exact opposite of Hannah, and uh, <laughs> Just I'm going for granular. the the very least timeless moment on the album was my favorite, <laughs> and it's at two o nine of get your number, and it's Ooh. kind of like the clout. Yeah, to timestamp it, baby. And it's like the clout kind of like status line. It's just so great for me. And it puts the song like directly in like mid-2000s. It's like, it's like put it right on the timeline. And it's, I got a pimp penthouse with a sick hot tub. We watch the flat screen while bubble, bubbles fill it up. And it's like, I know that. I like, I know that moment. I know that moment when somebody was like so cool. If they had a flat screen TV, it was like, oh my God. Like a flat screen TV and then i was thinking when is the last time i called something pimp or sick like, oh that is so sick. that is so pimp or sick
2: or
1: but i was like <laughs> Tight. but it's 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 it's
4: the blend I, and i love it i love that hannah talked about like the timeless because it's such a blend like there are mm-hmm. some moments that are like directly in 2005 and then there's some stuff that you're like is this like soul funk B from mm-hmm. like the you know 60s right. 70s like, 2000s yeah. like 2030 like, like i don't know
3: right
4: so a i I, dream, I really I mean. enjoyed that i really enjoyed the diversity of that and just i like being in that moment where i was like that is 2005 but i also liked you know how there was there was a lot of there's a lot of variety yeah oh, that's my Hey, let
1: um see if can go get in it
0: uh, well, we're we're I'm on
1: nerding like, a... out a little bit. I'm not gonna. Lie. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
0: I've always wanted to do this. I dare you to do a cover of a Mariah <laughs> album on tour.
1: I will if you on that. I don't. Like, that's the thing. Like I like I like I could tell when I make music too. I can tell. Like I'm like, ooh, that came from Mariah. Sometimes I can't mm-hmm. say right? But it's it's the it's the shifts. Like I said, like mm-hmm. how she just. She takes you on this obstacle course the entire time. It's like, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, the versatility. Yeah. If I would cover a song off this, ooh, I'll cover a song on this album. I would do, let me say something. Mm. I'm over here looking at you. I gotta do. I gotta do that.
0: It's gonna happen. It's gonna be on Before the divorce.
1: It's gonna be a song
0: that's add on to the divorce. A special bonus track. Sophia, she'd be like, I covered this song off of Emancipation of Mimi. Oh, and- but
1: when you say divorce, though, that means that's to be a breakup song. I'll have oh, a- I'll- 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 Casey can sing Mariah. Casey's Ooh. and
0: all of us here at the Real Wolf Record Club, we're gonna be standing at your show off to the side, way in the back, just pretending we don't see you. Like one single tear, like.
1: Oh my god. I just, I, okay. Up. I'm gonna talk to Casey about it. I will talk to Casey about it. I
0: love it. that. Uh well Ben, let's let's bring in our resident weirdo, um, wedding DJ. Uh Ben, as we always do, put it on a playlist. <laughs>
4: I am so ready to put Mariah Carey on a playlist. I'm gonna yeah. give you a little cutting room floor here. I th- I first thought fierce females because we've got your Mariah's, your Madonna's, your Beyonces, your Lizzos, and I thought that'd be a great that'd be a great playlist to put Mariah on. But I said ah, I don't want to do that. And so I thought ooh 2000 slow jams with a Z because the jams <laughs> has got to be a Z. All day. That would have been good. I, I thought, ooh, we belong together. That could just sit right in that playlist. But <laughs> what I ended up with is shaken, not stirred. So I know listeners are apoplectic right now. They're up in arms. <laughs> you already did songs that would go on a Bond movie. That's not what this playlist is. This is a playlist of songs that shake. Let's see if it brings all the boys to the yard. Groans. Please, the groans. (laughs) Okay. So first thing we're gonna do. First thing we're gonna do is we're gonna shake it off with Mariah Carey. That was my my two my number two. Close, close number two song on this album. And then we're just gonna shake it off again. So we're gonna bring Taylor Swift into the party. She's gonna shake it off. Then we're gonna shake. Then we're gonna shake it. We're gonna shake that. We're gonna shake it out. We're gonna shake it up. We're gonna shake, 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 shake your booty. I'm going to shake your rump, shake your tail feather, shake our money maker, then shake a leg, shake okay, a bonbon. This, bon. this one works. Shake a bonbon. Bon.
1: You're, missing, you're missing one. Oh, you're keep, oh, keep going. You have another and one? When
4: we're doing all this shaking, we're just going to close it out and shake the devil.
1: Wait a second. Wait a second. You got to shake it like a polar picture, too.
4: We yeah. can shake it like a polar, polar picture. We can Harlem shake Weddy it if you dance. Want.
0: Full circle.
2: Yep. There Whoa. you go. Hey, so I'm who's
4: who's on this playlist? We've got Ying Yang Twins, we've got Metro Station, Eminem, Beastie Boys, Elmore James, Jeez. Ricky Martin, Eddie Money, Tommy Bolin. It's it's fantastic. Andre, <laughs> We're shaking.
1: Okay, Andre, Andre. Oh, I, love I love it i love it
0: that's clever. that's shaken not stirred that's a playlist uh you can love check it. out all of our playlists at the real wolf record club on spotify or wherever you get your playlist you can also check us out at realwolfrecordclub.com we are on instagram at real wolf record club we are on twitter at real wolf rc follow us join in i know you got a lot of opinions i get emails all the time people with lots and lots of thoughts about all kinds of things, as you've known, if you're a long-time listener, Um, but join the conversation. Everybody's involved. This is an inclusive club. Everyone's here. This is the Real Wolf Record Club. We're going to come back, close out, give this album Emancipation of Mimi our ranking with our good friend Sophia Aris. This is the Real Wolf Record Club.
1: I'm Sophia Ares and you are listening to The Real Wolf Record Club.
0: Welcome back to The Real Wolf Record Club Uh, here on the home stretch. We have covered a lot of ground. Uh, with our good friend, Savia Harris. We've learned about her love of the Spice Girls. We've talked about uh, her musical career collaborations and, and a lot of interesting stuff that is going to make it all on the podcast. But we're here... She brought us this record. She said, I love this record. Let's talk about it. And here we are. We've listened to it. Hopefully you've listened along. Um, that's part of the process here is uh, at the end of each episode, you're going to hear Ben tell you what we're listening to next. Join in, listen. It's a lot of fun to kind of experience new music. And I'll start things off with the ranking here because before we're recording, Sophia said, hey, have you ever listened to this before? And I... Squarely in 2005, we've dated ourselves quite a bit. Um, Hannah and Ben apparently with their track suits and Sophia kicking ass on the soccer field. Um, I was a kid in 2005 who was into two things and it was indie hip-hop and it was hardcore punk. That was it. If it wasn't that, I was like, this is trash. I don't like it. And I didn't, probably didn't say trash that. I probably said something like, I can't even remember what a bad thing was. I can remember sick and pimp like Ben had said, but I don't know what a bad <laughs> thing
2: yeah Yeah. (laughs) whatever the bad
0: thing was i was probably dismissive of a lot of things just because it wasn't in my orbit Mm -hmm. um or vice versa i wasn't in their orbit i i will tell you that that's the fun of this is we have an album that i might not have otherwise come across i might have dismissed it i might have thought uh you know i know who mariah carey is or so i think and i was so impressed when i listened to this album a surprise i should say to find out the, what what a singer, what a voice and their producer can do. You've heard Sophia talk about Jermaine Dupree and all the producers that worked on this record. You can hear that influence that helps kind of, uh, you know, it's like a, a salt to a, to a great dish. It can bring out everything. And that's kind of what happened here is there's some songs that I can't get away from that I'm like, this is so good. I don't know if I ever could have got to a bite again just because my own musical tastes might had not have been so far one way or the other, but I will tell you that I am better than a borrow I'm a buy it. I think this is a record that I need to own. I think this is a record that if I set up alongside of some of the other pop uh, classics that I have, that this is something that will stand the test of time as this is in some ways, a time capsule in some ways it's, it's the opposite. It's timeless. So I'm a buy it. Uh, we're going to give Sophia the last word, Ben, where do you rank this?
4: So I got to start off by checking my bias. I, I've never been a big Mariah Carey fan. And this is for two reasons. One is the majority of my Mariah Carey uh, consumption is like top 40 radio, MTV, etc., Like the big hits and those hits were big, like really big. And so they just were played like over and over and over again. And I got to be like, man, okay, that's, that's enough Mariah Carey for me. Like, I don't need to hear this like the second time this hour. The other thing is I've come to associate Mariah Carey with one of my least favorite things, and that is Christmas music. Ooh. I I know that there are people out there who love Christmas music. And unfortunately, my wife is one of them. <laughs> who if she could play Christmas music all year long, she would. And it always seemed like All I Want for Christmas is you was like the first track that would come on when asking siri to play christmas music like play like say hey, siri play christmas music and mariah Carey comes on and so i started talking about it and it got so bad that my four-year-old started trolling me and playing like requesting from siri to play all i want for christmas is you <laughs> on repeat so that it would play over and over she figured yes. out how to do it and it would play over and over again that's like you know, I don't like that song very much. <laughs> she just laughed, like maniacally. You
1: say like that. So you I, it.
4: <laughs> I come into the review with that bias. So I get this album where I carry, I look at the track list, and I actually texted this out. I said, This is like mid 2000s bingo, like music bingo. Who are the biggest names, the biggest producers, the biggest personalities? They're like all on this album and I listened to it and I was like, man, this is actually pretty good. Like it was way better than I expected. So I have to thank you, Sophia, just like Joe for exposing the real wolf record club. And this is really what this club is all about is not just sticking in your lane and listening to the music that you listen to all the time, listening to something different. And I, I really quite enjoyed the experience. Uh, for me, if I'm getting to my ranking, I'm gonna call it a borrow it and buy some singles, okay. because there were some songs that were like really, really standouts for me. Yeah. And for me, kind of the back half of the album wasn't as 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 much of a uh, a pull as, as the front half. I mean, all the singles on the front, I was like, man, that one's a banger. That one's a banger. That one's a banger. I was yeah. like, this is this is good. And then I, I just I just lost a little bit of interest in the back half. But uh, it's it's a great album. It's a good listen. And I love the variety, like I said in in the moment, I love the variety of you've got some slow jams, you've got just enough of like the Mariah Carey like super high notes mm-hmm. that it isn't like overwhelming and it's mixed in with a lot of like soul and funk and R and B and just a really good sound. Hannah, what is what is your ranking of the album?
3: Well, I gotta say, <laughs> Mariah Carey was one of the first CDs that I bought um when i was 12 which would have been in like 1995 that is when daydream came out and okay. i think i had that and like the lion king soundtrack nice. and, like <laughs> one other
1: album kuna matata
3: yeah all the, all the hits <laughs> um Mariah no, carry like her ballads are just like a balm for your soul like that like her music is just like pun intended like so full of emotion yeah. like I just it's it's incredible it's definitely a buy it again for me Mariah is always going to be a, a buy it again because it, mm. it's Mariah Carey <laughs> like, mm. she's incredible like yeah I I just <laughs> when you just think about her career and like it's it's insane like and this like listening to this album again like i started like looking up like old mariah carey videos her music videos especially the ones from like they're so good um so yeah definitely a bite again and i encourage people to like listen to the catalog because like with the exception of maybe like a few flukes out there like it's all good
4: this Yay. is perfect joe and hannah are gonna have two copies one for me and borrow i love
3: it
0: sophia you get the last word and you you've telegraphed you you love this album but how much do you love this album
1: Eight. Hey, i was gonna use <laughs> 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 one falls. okay no yeah the i'm giving it four it, it, it was like like you guys you guys very well said throughout throughout your your um thoughts about the album. It's like, yeah, it was more than just like an album, it was a moment. And and I, th- it, I, just, I think about her voice and I think about, cause like, I mean, she's still singing out. she's still going, but like, I can tell the this between been her and Celine Dion, you know what I'm saying? Like you tell her, but this was like the, pro- the last, I feel like primal aspect of her voice was mm-hmm. this album personally. Mm-hmm. And I also feel like it was a comeback. And I also feel like it was just epic. And I'm so geeked out that you guys let me like talk about this album today. What the hell? Was, uh, but I give it a four plus four plus four plus more. <laughs>
0: <Ooh>. <laughs> we'll have to come up with a phrase for that when you need to own it eight times or whatever that was. Uh yeah. Sophia, you're geeking out about being here, <laughs> but we are geeking out about you being our guest. Uh, and so looking forward to all that you've got coming up. You've got the divorce coming out hopefully later this year. You've got tour Make with Lizzo. Care.
1: Yeah. You've, so, yep. Yeah.
0: You've got the two-sided EP coming. Yeah. Um, what else? What else? Where can people? come? Um, I have an EP work?
1: coming out. Uh, the next project is going to be called Maker and Airs, and it's an EP I have with Maker, um, who is a producer, and it's it's just you'll get you're gonna love it. Um, and uh, yeah, by catching like, catch me on tour with Lizzo, I'll be the opener. It's me, Lato, and Lizzo, and mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I'll just keep. Doing things that make me happy and sharing it basically. Love it. <laughs> yeah. And where
0: can people, fans, check you out uh, on social media or website?
1: Oh, yeah, um, it's at everything is at Sophia Aris uh, or Sophia.com. S O P H I A E R I S.
0: Uh, check, check out Sophia if you've gotten anything out of this episode besides her dire love of uh, Mariah Carey, it's that she is just a talented wonderful ball of joy so uh so happy to have you sophia aris this is uh the real wolf record club check us out all our episodes at real club.com on instagram at real wolf record club on twitter at real wolf rc check out sophia aris at sophia aris um check out on tour for her own stuff her own music and and all the good stuff she's doing this is the real wolf record club <laughs> this has been the real wolf record club podcast the real wolf record club is a production of real wolf productions llc a limited liability company the show is produced today by ben head our panelists were ryan mckinnis hannah vantomi and i'm your host joe vantomi follow us and join the club on instagram at real wolf record club on Twitter at RealWolfRC. Go to our website to find links to the episodes, upcoming news and information, as well as a link to buy merch from our very own Ward Sutton at www.RealWolfRecordClub.com.
4: Join us for our next and final episode of Season 1 when we discuss the Raw 1967 album by Bob Dylan, John Wesley Harding.